Hi everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Podstuff. My name is Brandon Tuma and you can find me on Twitter at TumaTuma. Last episode I started the top 10 prospects for 2020 in fantasy baseball. We went through prospects ranked 1 through 5 and today we're going to finish up that list going through 6 through 10. And we're going to get right into it. Number 6 on my list is Mackenzie Gore. While I seem to be higher on Nate Pearson than most, I'm a tad lower on Gore. Now, obviously I still love him. I just want to point out that most prospect lists might have him higher than I do. Gore's fastball isn't as overpowering as some other names on this list. But he generates plenty of spin, which led to a 15% swing and strike rate on his fastball last year. That's very impressive for someone averaging 93 miles per hour. The curve also generates hellacious spin which caused some blister problems in the past. Think Rich Hill. It's not a huge concern just yet. However, and everyone considers Gore a tremendous athlete who is able to consistently repeat his wonky delivery, which gives hitters trouble. If anything, the reason to be most excited about Gore for 2020 is that he plays for the Padres. They began both Chris Paddock and Fernando Tatis Jr. in the majors last year. They could do the same with Gore this season. Please, Lord, let there be a baseball season. Even if he doesn't bring camp with the big league team, San Diego is clearly trying to win sooner rather than later. And the fact remains that Gore is one of their five best starters. Number seven, Carter Keeboom. When I type Carter Keeboom into my phone, it still auto-corrects to BOOM in all caps. I was admittedly high on him when he got called up last year. There were a lot of reasons to be excited. Last season in AAA, Keeboom wound up hitting 303 with a 902 OPS and 16 homers. However, he flopped miserably in a brief MLB cup of coffee, batting 128 in 11 games. As I explained in the intro episode to this podcast, sometimes a prospect works out and sometimes they don't. In Keeboom's case, anyone who picked him up was easily able to drop him when the Nationals sent him down after those 11 games. No harm, no foul. But I'm convinced that the fantasy industry would be much higher on Keyboom entering 2020 had he never gotten that call-up. The height of a prospect's perceived value is always right before a big league debut. The minor league stats are still mesmerizing, and they haven't yet failed. But guys, this was an 11-game sample. Keyboom wouldn't be the first top prospect to initially struggle in the bigs and then become a star. Entering the offseason, I didn't think we would see Keeboom for a while this year, but the Nationals then talked openly about giving him a chance to win the third base job in spring training. Now, the former shortstop was hitting just 233 without a homer when spring training ended this year, but the team's offseason comments show how highly they still think of him. I'm going to be ready to pounce whenever he gets a second chance at the majors. Number 8, Mitch Keller. Now, if you think people are turned off by Keyboom's hype train due to a lackluster debut, imagine recommending a starting pitcher who gave up 38 earned runs in 48 innings of Major League action last year. Because that's what I'm doing right now. However, I shouldn't really paint a picture that everyone is off Keller. A lot of fantasy analysts actually really like him as a bounce-back candidate. That's due to his advanced stats. Yes, the 713 ERA is hideous to look at. But what if I told you that out of all the starting pitchers, 
who threw a minimum of 40 innings last year, only 14 had a better park-adjusted FIP than Keller. Sure, batters also hit 343 against him in 2019, but StatCast showed an expected batting average of just 265. Keller's shine has faded a bit, but he was Baseball America's 12th ranked prospect entering 2018, and he was 22nd entering last year, and he's still considered a prospect. Lastly, the Pirates are becoming a little more analytically friendly. Ray Searage, who had a ton of success throughout his career preaching a down-in-the-strike-zone philosophy, is out as pitching coach. Much like the Twins last year, this franchise is set to undergo an analytics overhaul, which is great news for Keller. Number 9, Michael Kopech. Now that I'm actually writing the script for this, are we sure Michael Kopech is going to pitch enough in the majors this year? And by that I mean am I sure? Here's why I think so. He's already gotten to the majors, finishing the 2018 season with the White Sox before undergoing Tommy John surgery. Set to turn 24 at the end of April, Chicago is also going to be in win-now mode. There's going to be incentive to use Kopech at the big league level once he shows he's able to take on a big enough workload. The headliner of Kopech's offerings is a fastball that touches 100 miles per hour. Command of his secondary pitches has been a challenge for him, but he made major improvements in this area before undergoing elbow surgery. Does that automatically mean those developments will come back right away? Of course not. Is there a chance that Kopech breaks into the majors as a reliever? Yes. Could he become the team's closer even? Yes to that as well. Kopech is a player on this list that is toughest to rank without having more information because he just made his 2020 Cactus League debut before the coronavirus pandemic interfered. I'll admit that my ranking of him leans toward best case scenario. Just keep in mind I will adjust my thoughts if things change in this regard to his projected timeline. Either way, I think right now is the lowest his value is going to get for the foreseeable future. He's the guy I'm particularly interested in buying in Dynasty League. And lastly, number 10 on this list is Casey Mines. Remember when I said that Nate Pearson's injuries didn't scare me because they weren't of the elbow and shoulder variety? Well, I can't say the same for future Tigers phenom Casey Mines. The first overall draft pick from 2018 does have a history of elbow and shoulder problems, but his stuff is magnetizing. The 22-year-old has four pitches, a fastball, a cutter, a slider, and a splitter that can all miss bats. Though he did only strike out 106 batters in 109 and a third innings in his first pro season last year. Mize began 2019 in single A and it was silly how dominant he was. Then he threw a no-hitter in his first start in double A. He's major league ready and the only question is how the Tigers are planning to use him this season. For a pitcher with injury questions, 109 innings last year is actually pretty good. He'll become an instant streaming candidate whenever he gets to the majors. And that'll do it for this episode of Pod Specs. Just a reminder that my name is Brandon Tuma, and you can find me on Twitter at TooMuchTuma. Have a great day, everybody. Reach out anytime.